Hey, it's Fabian here, Youth Director of Harvest Church, Greensboro, North Carolina. This podcast is for youth, 6th through 12th grade. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, that you are encouraged and have a change of heart. So take some notes and lock in. It's time to grow. I listened to Bethany, um, and then Bethany was sharing with you why it was important to pray every day and to have that relationship. Um, so somebody tell me something about the Holy Spirit, something you've learned in the last couple of weeks, anything, something, come on. Come as you are to him, yep. Anybody else? Y'all know something. What you got, Bruce? He guides you. Very good. Anything else? A way to show love to God? Awesome. You got something? Yeah. I thought you were raising your hand, kind of. Yep. So she said, you can tell him anything, pray about anything to the Holy Spirit, even if it's small. So my goal tonight is to just basically have a conversation with you. Um, I think we hear in church a lot, oh, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in the Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in the Spirit. But I'm the person that always says, why? Why do I need to pray in the Spirit? Why why do we need the Holy Spirit? And so I want us tonight to act like we're being introduced to someone. So like if someone was introducing me to you, they would tell you characteristics about me, maybe like what color hair I had or eyes I had, or they would start to tell you about my personality. Hopefully it would be good things like, oh, she's a super nice person. She's kind. She's funny, right? Those kind of things. So I want you to kind of think about that tonight as we talk about the Holy Spirit and some of his characteristics and some of the benefits that you get from having the Holy Spirit in your life. So right now, let's just open in prayer real quick. So Father, we thank you for tonight, God. We just thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is just such a real person. We invite him into this room, into this moment right now, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We put our eyes on you. We just take a moment to focus on you. God, we ask right now that you speak to our hearts tonight, what you would um, want us to hear, what you have to say by the Holy Spirit. And God, we just thank you for who you are. We just love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I'm just briefly going to give you a recap. Some of these things I'm sure you guys have heard over the last couple weeks. So... The most important thing to remember is the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not an it. It is not a thing. It is not some weird supernatural ghost that's out there. He is an actual spirit being. He is a person. And so Genesis 1-2 says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water, and the Holy Spirit is here with us. So the Holy Spirit was there at the very beginning of time. In 1 John 5, 7, it says, For there are three that bear witness in the heavens, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So the Holy Spirit is a person. So just like when you pray to God, and just like when you think about Jesus, who's at the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit is a person. And so I heard this little analogy um, because I'm a very visual person, so I like things like broken down for me. So think about it like this. The Father is the one that initiates, 
the Son, Jesus, administrates, and the Holy Spirit carries it out. So the Father, for example, might be the architect. He's got the main design, right? He's got the big, from beginning to end, planned. And then Jesus is the foreman. So Jesus is kind of like the boss. So he's kind of like standing up there making sure that everybody that has a part in the plan is going to play their part in the plan. And then you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the builder. So if you think about even here at church and um, Bethany and Fabian and all of your youth leaders and all the people in the church that do things throughout the church, they're serving in the church, right? So for me, I think about the Holy Spirit like that. The Holy Spirit is the builder. He is the person that empowers us to be able to do things and to serve and, and to see things come to pass by helping you when you're being led by him. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. So it says in Luke 11, 11 through 13, for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And then it goes on to tell us, that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness when we don't know what God, what, when we don't know what to ask or what to ask God, he helps us to pray. The Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings and can, that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So, so backing up, the original question I asked you was, that I wanted you to know tonight was who is the Holy Spirit and why do you need the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is someone that you must know intimately with your heart. In Romans 8, 27, it says, the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying and the Spirit pleads for believers in harmony with God's own will. It is the mind of the Spirit. The Spirit has a mind. He has emotions. He is a giver. He speaks, he teaches, he can be grieved, insulted, and resisted. But the Father God is on the throne. Jesus is at the right hand, and the Holy Spirit is here. And it tells us that in Matthew and Philippians. I'm not going to read that. The Holy Spirit is your friend. As she said, you can share everything with him. Um, We can see in the word how he was very close to his disciples who walked with him. So in Acts, we see that he tells all the disciples where to go, city after city after city. He's given instruction. He's telling them what to do. Um, Then he he is saying, this is what I want you to say. This is what I want you to do. And so I want you to start seeing a pattern of how the Holy Spirit gives you direction in your life. Then it says, he is our partner. He will help you everywhere and everything. And in Acts, it says he chose to share his feelings because it seemed good. It goes on in Acts to say he sent them out. So again, he's giving them instruction. He's giving them direction. So I think the biggest thing I want you to get tonight before I go into the main part of what I want you to hear is you hear the number one thing is you need to be filled with the Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And that is true. That is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit. But from that moment on, there's so much more that you get with the Holy Spirit. The benefits of having the Holy Spirit, of learning to walk that out, of learning to hear his voice, of learning to be led by him, especially at your age, it's priceless, guys. I'm telling you, it's priceless. And if you can learn how to slow down in your life and be sensitive 
and and know when you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, it will save you so much heartache in life, and it will give you so much direction and guide you in the right path. And I'm not saying you'll never make a mistake. That's not what I'm saying. But you'll be less apt to make a mistake in those moments. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? Well, first and foremost, we need the Holy Spirit because Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. It tells us in John 14, 10, it says, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. So when Jesus got baptized in the Spirit, when Jesus got baptized in water and he came up and then he got baptized in the Spirit, God did that for him so he would have a helper and that he would know what the Father needed him to know and he would be led by the Father and know the words of the Father and it would work through him so he could carry out the work that God was going to ask Jesus to do on the earth. It, and so in the same way that it helped him, as in John 15, it helps us to carry out our mission. Secondly, we need the Holy Spirit because it will fill you with the supernatural power. So I want to camp out right here for just a second because I want you to think about in your life what your struggle is. So maybe it's peer pressure at school. Maybe you don't like school and you hate going every day. Maybe you don't have the friends or the friend group that you want to have at school. Maybe it's not even at school. Maybe it's at home. Maybe you don't have a good home life. Maybe you're struggling with your parents right now and you just do not know how to deal with them and you don't want to talk to them anymore. Maybe it's your, your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're, you're not even sure you're supposed to be with that person or you think you're supposed to be with that person but you're not getting along with that person. Maybe it's another adult in your life. I don't know what the situation is. <clears throat> maybe it's um, you play a sport. Maybe it's your teammates or maybe it's your coach or maybe things just aren't going well and you are struggling and you don't have the answers and you want all the answers because you want to know why. For many of you, you guys are high schoolers and in the next year or two, people are already pressuring you to make decisions about the whole rest of your life and going to college and what do you want to be when you grow up and what are you going to do and what are you going to study and just all this stuff that you really probably just don't really even want to think about right now at your age, but you have to think about it. And it can be a little overwhelming when you have all of that happening. But the Holy Spirit can help you. And that's what the people that are standing up here trying to teach you about the Holy Spirit want you to get, is praying in the Spirit is going to give you the next step. It's not going to give you the full picture, because we would all like to know the full plan. Life would be so much easier and not have to wait seven to ten years on things. Right, Karina? And, but it doesn't work that way. And so in Acts 1-8, it tells us, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes unto you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then in Ephesians 5.18, it says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, and stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. We must be filled daily. The reason we must be filled daily is so we can be a witness. We can be and not do. You are called in the kingdom of God to put action to your faith. And to be able to put action to your faith, you got to know what your next step is. And to be able to know what your next step is, you got to be praying in the Holy Spirit. So he can guide you and prompt you on what your next step is. So we have, we're going to be filled by the Spirit because Jesus needed the Spirit. 
we're going to be filled by the Spirit because we get a supernatural power when we're filled by the Spirit. So I'm just going to share a little bit <clears throat> of my prayer journey a little bit. So, And some of you were in the room the last time I came in and gave my testimony a little bit. But I was raised in a church that didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. And so my testimony, I feel like it's going to be a little bit different than some of the other people that will stand up here. We were actually taught against the Holy Spirit. And we were taught that the people that believed in the Holy Spirit were crazy. And you don't go to those kind of churches. And that stuff didn't happen anymore today. And so that's how I was raised, believing that. And I actually even went to a couple churches throughout my life that the services were just very wild and very chaotic. And just not done in balance and not done by the word. Um, and I'll just leave that there. But it just, it would almost scare you to be in a service like that. And so that for me just solidified that, yes, these people <clears throat> are crazy. And I don't want what they have. And I just didn't want anything to do with that. And so as I got older, um, even though I was raised in church, my whole life I was in and out of church, in and out of church. And basically in and out of sin situations and in and out of sin situations because I just couldn't seem to get it together, for lack of a better term. So I always knew who Jesus was. I always knew he was in my heart and that when I had received him as a very young child, but it did not help me to not go out and make bad choices, I guess is the best way to say it. So fast way forward to almost 19 years ago, when myself and my kids that were very small at the time ended up here at Harvest Church. Um, we, we got actually invited here by a youth, and so that's one reason I love coming here and talking to you guys, because I'm here because of a youth who's no longer a youth now at this church, but she actually invited my son here, who was a teenager at the time, and so I, he wanted to come to church on a Wednesday night, so I brought him, and we've been here now 19 years, um, but I had never been to a church like Harvest Church that taught about being filled with the Spirit and seeing people slain in the Spirit and all this kind of stuff. It was all really new to me, and it was done in such balance and in such a way um, that it intrigued me versus turning me off to it. So we came here in June and August. Uh, we went to St. Peter's to an encounter, and at that encounter, I got filled with the Spirit. So if you were to ask my daughter... That weekend when I came home on Sunday, she would tell you that when I stepped out of the car that I was glowing. And she has told that story many times. I didn't feel that way. I mean, I didn't think, oh, I'm glowing, you know. But she just said there was something so different about me. And um, But fast forward from there, over the last 18 years, if you would have told me 18 years ago I would be standing on a stage speaking to the youth about my experiences with the way my life looked, because our life was so chaotic and such a mess. Um, my son at the time was turned 18 the weekend of my encounter. I wasn't even home on his birthday and was already in the throes of a major drug addiction, was a heroin addict from the time he was 13 until 30. He's now 35, I think. <laughs> Stop and think. Um, and some of you know him. He goes to church here, and he's clean now. And, and so that was happening... My husband, Charlie, who many of you know, who serves here now at the church, had no desire to come to church with me. My daughter was um, three years younger than my son, and she was just starting to get into a rebellious lifestyle. <clears throat> and she 
had many issues that she, I think, is going to come share with you guys sometimes, but she self-harmed. She was cutting. I did not know this at the time. So there was just a lot of things happening in my life that I had no control over, and those weren't even things that were my things. These were things that were other people's things around me that I was having to deal with. But what happened is I started coming to church, I started getting in my word, and I started praying in the spirit because I didn't know what to pray, guys. I, did, I had said all the things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had asked God for help. I'd ask him for help for my family, my kids, other people, myself. I just knew I cried a lot, and life was hard, and that's all I knew. And I began to pray in the spirit, and there were good people here that came around me in my community here that started helping me understand how to read the word, understand how to pray in the spirit. And, and as over time, I began to receive healing through praying in the spirit. I began to receive direction for my family, for myself. And it wasn't, again, a 19-year plan. He didn't say, hey, Julie, if you'll come right now and you'll get filled with the spirit and you'll live for me and you'll do these 12 things, in 19 years you're going to get to speak to the youth and tell them how great I was. I didn't know any of that 19 years ago. All I knew was I got to go to church next Sunday. And I got to pray in the spirit every day because I got to connect with God every day because that is my saving grace. That gets me through every day. He helps me make decisions today. He helps me understand that today I have to go here or today I don't need to go there because it just doesn't set right with me. So walking that out is a process. And you guys are super young to me sitting in this room. And it goes fast, y'all. It wasn't that long ago I was you sitting in a chair somewhere. I know that's hard to believe that I look so young up here. But anyway, that, that seems really heavy, and I'm not trying to be heavy with you. What I really want to be is encouraging with you to pray in the Spirit. Man, God has a great plan for your life, and it is going to come to pass. And all you got to do is be faithful. He's not asking you to do it. He's asking you to be obedient and be faithful in the things that he's called you to do. Read your word every day. Connect with him in prayer every day. Come to church faithfully. And I'm going to tell you what, the rest just sort of takes care of itself. It really does. If you will make those things a priority in your life, then the decisions when you're standing in a moment of making a bad decision, going to a place you shouldn't go, saying a thing you shouldn't say in a moment, the Holy Spirit will start to help you in those areas. And again, it's a supernatural thing. I can't tell you how it works. I just know it works. All right. So we receive many benefits when we receive the Holy Spirit. We are given the Holy Spirit for service in the kingdom, to be a witness of God. And as with all gifts God gives us, we also benefit. But the main goal of these gifts is always to drive others to Jesus. So here's just a quick list of those benefits. Romans 8, 26, he gives strength. John 14, he is your advocate. Romans 5, 5, he is your hope. Philippians 4, 7, he is your peace. It goes on to tell us he is our comforter, our standby. He will govern your mind, and he will keep you in peace in Romans 8, 6. In Zechariah 4, 6, it says, he knows me better than anyone else. No one or nothing can fill you up like the Holy Spirit can. And then lastly, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you already have a seed that God has put in you when you got saved. The fruit of the Spirit is there. But you need the Holy Spirit to develop 
that fruit. So it's sort of just like, you guys know like how an apple seed works pretty much. You plant it in the ground and over time it grows, right? So just think about that. You have these seeds inside of you and the Holy Spirit is going to help you develop those seeds. Through word and prayer, because you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it will start to grow and develop. Remember, gifts are given freely, but fruit is developed over time. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, humility, joy, self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit will help develop. So why do you need this fruit? Why the fruit in the Holy Spirit? Service in the kingdom. So you should be hearing just a couple things tonight. So it's very important for your plan and your pathway to be praying in the Spirit praying out the next step. But beyond that, you are filled with the Spirit for service in the kingdom, to draw others to Jesus. Because as you live victorious, guess what happens? Your friend at school sees it. You don't have to say it. You don't have to run around and say, ooh, I live for Jesus to everybody because they're going to see it on you. And they're going to know when they're around you, man, I don't know what it is when I'm around this person, but I just feel better. You have those people in your life at school, you're like, oh, I just love hanging out with that person. When I leave them, I just feel better. They just make me feel good. Or you have those people that you think, oh, every time I hang out with that person, I'm just really tired and just, ugh. Oh. I see those smiles out there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And you, so st- and you know what? When you're filled with the Spirit, the Spirit's going to talk to you in those situations and be like, I don't really know if you should be hanging out with these people. These people are depleting you. They're taking from you. They're leaving you dry. They're taking you down a road you don't need to go down. Or they might be like, hey, this person's really good for you. Make sure that you're hanging out. You're looking for them. You're, or, or maybe, hey, that person really needs you to encourage them because we're all alike. So if you're feeling a certain way or having a certain kind of day, there's other people that are probably experiencing that as well. And God is dependent on you to show the love of God to those people. I gave y'all that for free. That wasn't in my notes, by the way. (laughs) All right. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. I think this is 1 Corinthians 12. I'm not sure if I gave them that scripture or not. Might be wrong because of the way I have it on my notes. Anyway, it says there are different kinds of service, but we all serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. I love that. God works in different ways, but he is the same God that works in all of us. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of a special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and someone else. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from a different spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in the unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts, and he alone decides which gift each person should have. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Word tells us if we seek him and we take time to know him and stay filled with him, then he will help us walk out our purpose. Jesus told us that greater things were coming after him. 
he prepared the disciples and said that they would go and do more and greater things than he did. So we are not alone, and we must have the Holy Spirit to do this because he is saying the same thing to us. He is preparing us to do greater and better things. When you get saved, the evidence of being saved is through your confession and your life. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, your evidence is speaking in tongues. It is not a feeling. It is not about others or what they might hear you say. It is about loving and worshiping a good God, thanking him for the gift he has given. You are not dependent on someone else's relationship. So stop worrying about what other people think about being filled with the Spirit. So just a little side note here in case you've ever wondered what the Holy Spirit sounds like. The Holy Spirit sounds like you. So it's that still small voice that speaks to you inside, that nudges you, because he's on the inside of you, and he needs you to open your mouth and pray that out. So it's going to sound like you. So I don't know what your struggle is today, but I am encouraging you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to come into the situation, to take over, and to be your advocate. This is where you will see breakthrough in this area. This is where the impossible things in life become possible, praying it out in the Spirit. We become stronger in our spirit, man. It helps us to overcome. Then it manifests and will help you to walk out the plan. It is like the train tracks are being built for the train to go down the track. So as you pray in your prayer language, it will evolve and change over time. And I challenge you to spend more time with God praying and listening than you are right now. So maybe you're not even praying right now. Maybe you're hearing this for the first time. Maybe you've been here the last couple weeks or in the sanctuary and you've been hearing us talk about the Holy Spirit. And you just hadn't done it. It's okay. Start. Two minutes a day. It doesn't have to be all day. You got to start somewhere. And maybe you've started that two minutes a day. So now I'm going to challenge you to make it four minutes a day or five minutes a day. There's really not a time limit. I don't want you to feel like it's a rule that you have to do a, a certain amount of time every day. Um, but you must set aside something every day. And I encourage you to do it early if you can in the mornings. I mean, and I know mornings can be hectic, but maybe it's you're doing it while you're getting ready for school or getting ready to go somewhere or riding to school or whatever that looks like. But I promise you it will help you set your day. Um, So just get started and then just add. And I'm going to tell you what ends up happening is, I think it was Paul that said, I pray in tongues more than you all you'll just be praying in tongues all the time. You might not be doing it out of your mouth where people can hear you, but you will be in your head. You will be in situations. For me, especially um, in emotional situations, if I feel that emotion, you know how sometimes you're in a situation, you're like, oh, I feel that emotion coming, or I don't like this, or I'm upset about something. Maybe your parents are getting on to you, and you're like, they're not listening to me. They don't agree with me. They don't understand. You just got to stand there and pray in the Spirit. And let the Holy Spirit help you have some self-control and ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. And ask the Holy Spirit to help your parents to understand, to work in their hearts so you guys can meet in the middle and have good communication. Because the Holy Spirit is everywhere all the time. So he can not only help you control yourself, but he can also help other people in the situation so they can meet you where you are. All right, by communicating with God in prayer, we will see his purpose, plan, play out for our lives. 
Again, Jeremiah 29, 11 says he has a plan and a purpose for each of you. And I think the main thing I want you to know tonight is you do not have to know every answer. You do not have to know the entire plan or path. You just need to know to pray out the very next step. Listen to the still small voice and follow. Understand what peace feels like and learn not to override that peace. Walking with the Holy Spirit is developing a relationship with an actual person. He is a person. You are learning to trust him as a person, and you are learning to let him guide you as a person. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for who you are tonight. I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just refill us to the overflow of your spirit Refill every single person in this room. Infiltrate this room. Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak to every heart. If we have ignored you, Holy Spirit, we, we ask for forgiveness. If we have not been spending time with you, we ask for forgiveness. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that we understand you are real and you are a person. And we can hurt your feelings. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are, that you are our comforter. You are our helper. You are our advocate. You are our guide. You are our teacher. You are all things that we need. So we ask tonight that you be those things for us. And God, I ask right now that you bring it to our remembrance. If we forget to pray in the Spirit, if we forget to acknowledge the Holy Spirit every day, that you would bring it to our remembrance. You would bring this moment back to each and every one of us to say, oh, so sorry that I didn't acknowledge the Holy Spirit today. And so I just thank you. I thank you, Father, for giving us the Holy Spirit to help us, to keep us, to guide us for whatever we need. And so maybe tonight you're in this room and you have not asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you want to be filled with the Spirit, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. And so I want you to just, um, everybody say this with me, say, Father, I am asking right now that you fill me with your spirit. I thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So let me pray over you. So those that receive the Holy Spirit tonight, Father, I thank you, Lord, for their prayer language, God. I thank you that you surround them with the right people. God, I bind any confusion, any distraction that would try to come to them for making this decision. And I thank you, Father, that there would be immediate change, Father, in their life right now, God, that they would be filled with that supernatural power that you